Welcome to episode four of Pace of Mind. It's April, it's sunny, and I'm very excited to say for the first time since we launched Pace of Mind, we're all in the same room. Woo! <laughs> I'm joined, as you can probably hear, by, as usual, Joe, our PM content manager and account manager, Kaz. And we also have a very special guest with us in the room today, Tilly. <laughs> our little dog is with us. So if you hear her little paws clipping around the table, she does have a tendency to walk along the table for cuddles. We'll try and minimize that. <laughs> it's so lovely to see you ladies Yay. how are you surreal see i said to you yesterday didn't i Jay? i was like you have legs <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's how i'm greeted and i go into the office now you have legs <laughs> you're both looking very well anyway um we are going to be joined a little later by damian greco who is whole independent cinemas programmer and also the brains behind the much loved cult cinema sunday we're gonna have a chat about all things film because April means it's time for the Oscars. Da, 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 da. Actually, I honestly don't know the answer to this. Are they doing it live? Are they actually going to be there in person in their glorious gowns? And they've been doing it virtually, haven't they? I think they've actually been like getting dressed up, like they're going to the I Oscars and then the sitting others. in the living room. But I'm sure I read somewhere, we'll have to ask Damien, he'll know. Um, I'm sure I read somewhere that they're actually going to do a live event. Oh, Not right. a live event. Uh, it's obviously always yeah. live, but an actual physical Yeah, event. where they go and yeah. receive it. Exactly, because mm-hmm. their last awards were so awkward because there's so many technical issues oh, and whoever the host was for Saturday Night Live the amazing actor Daniel I can't remember his surname and he'd won an award and then his sound was muted oh, and he was so no. just really nice speech and it was muted and he was like this is the pinnacle of my career and no one could even hear what I was saying <laughs> Oh, we'll check in with Damien later as to what the format's going to be. He will know. So on the subject of films, then what's your fave? God, I've got so many. Really, like, varied as well. So I actually, like, I think one of my favourite all-time films, like, that I could just watch and watch and watch are, like, really standard classics, like Grease and Dirty Dancing. How many times do you try and recreate the Dirty Dancing scenes (laughs) with with your family in the swimming pool when you're younger and all those, like, walking across a log? and Just thinking about, I've gone goose, but that's that song. What's it? I've had the time of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had the album it's one of my first ever albums that I had was the dancing soundtrack yeah like I love all the but I think that's like really cliche for like a little girl to grow up on maybe for my era as well and older but to say that's like a classic but then I really like things like um true romance is one of my favorites which is have you seen true romance no. Christine Slater and it's oh it's just really gritty but like and also an interesting fact about this film if you ever watch it Tony Soprano got his role from his scene in True Romance he plays like a really small character oh, yeah know. and he got his role from that apparently yeah what about you what's your faves I have two extremes of favorite films which are rom-com rubbish like the worst <laughs> the film the more I like it has to be there's plenty of those yeah exactly <laughs> cringy and cliched and or, Jennifer or, Aniston's probably in yeah it. Jennifer Aniston's <laughs> gotta be in it there's gotta be a bouncy blow dry uh, then I like it or Not bouncy blow drives. I have those blow <laughs> I like them depends <laughs> why I like the film um, they say the worse the, the rom-com the better or from the other side of the gym, I like I like violent like gangster films um, and action films as well. So yeah, I have two extremes. Um, but then my actual my actual number one favorite film of all time ever is Singing in the Rain. Oh. That I've watched that film so many times. Yeah. We I've watched it so many times that I've broken the video that I used to have. No way. It. Yeah, it ran the tape the ran VHS. thin. Yeah. Oh my god. I love that film so much. Um, that is a classic. What is it about? You like because it. I'm nostalgic 
nostalgic for a time I never lived in, but it's just the, the glamour yeah. and the, the music and the music and yeah. the, red, oh, the dancing. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. I remember there, there was the music. One, the music, exactly. Yeah. And I'll break out into song. <laughs> but there's one that is, which was quite a trope of that era, I think, which was to have that big um like overture section when there's no talking, it's just singing and dancing. Yeah. Uh, no, I even singing, just music and dancing quite a lot of the time. And it goes on for ages and singing in the rain. And I can remember I used to not like that part. So I just fast forward <laughs> when I was a child. I remember that because nothing really when happens. When you actually had to fast forward and then watch it. And yeah, like... yeah. <laughs> not just skip forward five minutes and get all gone too far. Yeah, exactly. have control. No, no, that was me. Yeah. What about, what about you, Anita? Well, I um very differently. I like thrillers. I like things with a bit of a twist. So mm-hmm. I actually made a list because I had to make a list. No, we're going to talk about this today because I can never remember the names of films. I, I think we sit down to watch a film and Adam will say, shall we watch this? And I'll, I'll say, yeah, let's watch it. And I'll start watching it. I've already seen it. <laughs> um, so The Departed. Yeah. Uh, really like that. Lucky Number Sleven, a very popular one that people always quote. Shawshank Redemption. Really like Pulp Fiction. Like all the stories coming together. Snatch. Had Dirty Dancing on my list. <laughs> but my guilty pleasure is um, Rock of Ages because I just love the music. Have you seen I don't it? think I've seen it. <gasps> oh, no. When, when, is, it. That, is it an old it. film or like a new old. film? No, oh, right. it's, uh, no, it's not new. It's so been out a long time. It's uh, a stage show as well, isn't it? it yeah, so Tom Cruise is in it. Oh. Uh, who else is in it? Alec Baldwin's in it. Um, that English comedian with the long hair. Uh, you versus Google, I'm going to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> long, wavy, uh, quite crude. Uh, tall, skinny. <laughs> I'm not describing him very well. Oh, he, um, he married Katy Perry briefly. Oh, well, so uh, Brand. 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 <laughs> Molly, you can edit this part out and just say, oh, that comedian. <laughs> Russell Brand. <laughs> anyway, if you like rock music, soft rock music, yeah. the 90s sort of music, then um, watch, I mean, rock, watch Rock of Ages. I hate to tell you this, but it's only got 5.9 on IMDb. I mean, that I mean, doesn't mean anything. <laughs> The critics don't know. Well, the storyline, yeah, it does leave a lot to be said. However, it's the music. Oh, it's right. The music. So we all quite like musical type things yeah. then, don't we? What I don't like is anything sci-fi. I mean, Maybe Star Wars, fun. anything like that. Well, I don't mind a bit of sci-fi, yeah. but yeah, I, d- I don't like... Um, I've just recently watched the Star Wars movies because I've never seen them and my husband loves Star Wars. I was like, I'm going to watch it so I know what all the fuss is about. And then there was a big debate. Do I watch them in order of release or order oh. of the story? I'm in order of release. And I don't actually quite like it. But I hate something where you're just constantly like hiding behind a pillow and there's just scary or tension. And I, I usually, if it's a scary movie, I put it on mute so that because the music is the yeah, music, the isn't music, it? Yeah. So I put it on mute so I can watch what's happening, but I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point of those types of films really but I just can't handle it no I can't either and I've never to this day I've never watched a scary film never watched a horror film because I know I won't I just know I won't like yeah. it I remember even as a child when we'd go to sleepovers and people go oh let's watch Saw or like yeah. paranormal activity I used to go into another room and just go because uh, I, I just know I'm what I can't do yeah I'm watching <laughs> Scene in the Rain you guys get on with that I'm watching along Ken Pollock <laughs> It's a bit of an odd question though, isn't it? What film don't you like? Because if you're not liking a film, you won't watch it. Mm. So you, you turn it off. Mm. So yeah, you people just don't sit through a film. We started watching it. a sci-fi the other day. I can't remember what it was called, but it had, um, I think Matt Damon or somebody in it. And it was, Mike really wanted to watch it. And it was sci-fi and they were, they were in another planet and they were growing an alien in like oh, a lab. Yeah. And then it took over the spaceship and it started like, it made people paralyze in midair. 
And I got to about an hour and a half, an hour into it, and I was just like, I'm out. I can't watch the rest of this. I hate. I genuinely hate. I'm hating watching this film. And I just took myself off and he carried yeah, on watching it. I, I would just, do that, yeah. I just abort. If, not, yes, if it's not abort, got me, abort. 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 <laughs> well, there's obviously been a lot of talk over the last year about you know we haven't been able to go to the cinemas, and I feel like Netflix particularly has really upped its game in yeah. terms of new films that have come out. Have you watched any over lockdown Netflix originals? I don't know if I've watched any Netflix originals. But we have, you know how it does like recommends. We rec- it, it comes up and it's like, oh, I haven't seen, I've seen that, but I haven't seen that for years. Mm-hmm. So we've started going back in lockdown and watching like films that Mike and I have been together for like 20 years, but films that I loved as a kid that he's never seen and he watched as a kid, like Blade Runner or something, and I've never seen it. So we're going back and choosing like every weekend we get to choose a film that the other person's never seen. Mm. And like, because everything's available on like Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever, you can pretty much find anything really easily now. Mm. But we haven't seen a lot of Netflix originals, I don't think. It's Peanut Butter Falcon, that's my new fave. Oh, Is that a Netflix original? Nice film. Yeah. yeah. It's lovely. It's abs- I think it's gone up to my top 10 because I absolutely loved it. It was so heart like warming and. I don't know if it was a Netflix original. I don't think it was a Netflix original, but Um, that is a really good film. What have you watched that's a Netflix original? Um, Well, I was going to mention, because it's in the, um, it's been nominated in the Oscars, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Oh, I've seen that. Which is brilliant. That's a Netflix original, I've seen that. Yeah, that is fantastic. I've watched that three times, I think, though. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I'm liking that down then. Yeah, you'd really like that. And it is really good. Um, and then a, a couple of weeks ago, again, I, I feel like it's quite lowbrow um, because it's definitely <laughs> aimed at teenagers, which I'm not. Um, but I really like Amy Poehler, and it's one of a film that she wrote called Moxie about um, her teenage uh, Amy Poehler's teenage daughter's feminist awakening and about how she gets everyone at school on board with this um, magazine that she writes about the inequalities at her school and the male female it's really good it's just sweet and I'm not seeing that I'm not seeing that what about you I've not really watched any Netflix movies that I can probably have I can't remember Mm. (laughs) um well we've been heavily into the series kind of overdosed on those it's been quite a lot that hasn't there and on Amazon Prime as well so um I liked Dead to Me yeah, that's that brilliant. That's good. I've not seen that. I've not heard of that one. Write these down. I now have my pen and I now normally do. Um, I don't know if I should admit to this one. Um, I quite like Selling Sunset. And I'm oh, I love that. that. Coming out again. I love it. Yeah, that was, that's a bit low brow. Very entertaining. Get that on your list, Joe. I'm looking, looking at your face. Yeah, yeah. I've already seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch it. Of course, I've already seen it. I liked on Amazon Prime, Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, I watched a few of those and then I didn't, I don't think Mike wanted to watch it. So, no, I can understand. I yeah, didn't want to watch yeah, it. I really enjoyed that's it. one that I would like to pick that up again yeah. on, on my own. Now football's opened again, I'll have like one night a week where I can watch my own. <laughs> <laughs> now football's opened. Yeah, that's the phrase. Um, uh, when's the interval? I started on Ozark, but I gave up on it. And I know um, people keep telling me you should go back into it because it's really good, but uh, it was just it was just too slow. Yeah, I kind of had a love-hate with that. I kind and of seen the whole I've thing. seen it on the whole thing, yeah. And I think we started it and then stopped it. And then people said it was good and we went back into it and we did stick with it. And some episodes I was really into it. And then a few hour phases, I was like, mm, could believe this, but I did stick to the end. Um, I was a bit late to get into The Crown, but I really oh, enjoyed yeah. The Crown. Yeah. You've not seen it? No. I, thought you, I thought you'd be quite into is that. that. That is my sort of thing. I need to get in. Maybe I need yeah. to get a bit, watch a bit more. I'll tell you what you should watch. If you like something that's a bit funny, you might have already seen it, but only the first series. Don't go beyond the first series because it gets a bit naff. White gold. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. Is that in the beaver? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I 
it's got J from so, in between us. Oh, no, I've seen that. I was yes. thinking, oh, that's definitely uh, like, the guy's yeah. real dishy in it. It's like a real sort of, oh, it's right, hunk. So, yeah, I watched that quite happily. <laughs> no, yes. And on that, favourite actors and actresses? Do we want all oh, actors? Oh, I've got a lot of faves. I can tell you what I don't like. It's easy. Cameron Diaz. Oh, really? Just because she's just always plays, apart yeah. from the one film she did, which I thought was really good, My Sister's Keeper. Yeah. Other than that, it's just the same yeah. character. I mean, a bit like Jennifer Aniston. Jen, I was going to say a bit like Jennifer Aniston. Mm. But she, she, you know, yeah, just Cameron Diaz, I don't think she's actually that good an actress, personally. That's yeah. probably going to be controversial. I don't like, and this is quite controversial, but I don't like Cruzy. Mm. Tom Cruise just makes me cringe. Yeah. But, like, I can watch him. One of my favourite films is Top Gun, which he's in. Like, I like since... him in Rock of Ages because he plays a completely uh, different uh, I might, Yeah, I'll have to watch it. But um, I feel like he's always just a bit smarmy. I don't know if that's just as an old, like, as I've got older and heard stories about him, like, his Scientology and stuff, and I just thought, oh, I'm not sure. I'm just, nope. Anyway, but one of my favourite, so one of my favourite movies, which I didn't mention yet, but along with Singing in the Rain, is Calamity Jane, mm. Doris Day. And I, used, I love loads of Doris Day films. And um, I used to just dress up as a cowboy. Oh, I was just going to say, I can see you in yeah. cowboy boots with your hat on. <laughs> and a little gun, and it had these like um, little things like pellets, and it just made a banging noise. And I used to run around the house with this like cowgirl hat on, like she's like got so many pictures of a kid as me in this flipping cowgirl outfit, and just used to sing Calamity Jane songs all the time. Um, reactions. People can see you doing that. <laughs> um, so I'd probably go with her. Like she's in probably most of the movies. That I really like like old school movies, I guess. What about you, Jen? Um, I think my ultimate dream, again, on the musical themes, is Julie Andrews. I think she's oh, just yeah. an angel. Um, but who I have been enjoying at the moment is, um, I don't know if this is a popular opinion, but I really like Kira Knightley. I just think she seems really nice. Yeah, um, and some things. Well, what I've been loving particularly is, um, his name's Luke Millington Drake on Instagram, and he does the funniest impressions oh, of her really? so he does impressions of Kieran Knightley in different scenarios so it'll be like Kieran Knightley going for a walk and it'll be him sort of bounding through <laughs> the forest and sort of laughing maniacally <laughs> at the camera and oh catching someone's eye and then he does a, an interaction between Colin Firth and Kieran Knightley and it's just lots of posh waffles it's so <laughs> funny so I would highly recommend Luke Millington Drake on yeah. Instagram so funny you, when, um, when you said um, Kieran Knightley I realised that I also like Natalie Portman she's oh, like yeah. somebody that I've always thought like it's not many girl actresses that I think I do really like I like Kate Winslet yeah she's, she's really good. good like authentic I think yeah. when you're watching them and you forget that they're who they are because mm. when they're so famous you can't help but watch it thinking of them as a, that person but when they're obviously a good actress you don't think of them as that you think of them I'll as tell me who I think has been good recently have you seen Flight Attendant oh I've not um, seen that but Kaylee Kaylee I don't know if you know her name but the Flight Attendant storyline's a bit but very entertaining but she's very good um, she's very good as the lead actor I think I like I like I like actors or actresses that like don't care what they look like like Charlie's the wrong one she played Monster yeah. and she just looked mm. so much like and I just Difference. love the fact that she doesn't she just embraced the job that she's there to do and sometimes I think like Kira Knightley and a few other I don't know people you think you, you, you're not quite in the role it's like you're still being who you are and oh yeah Kira Knightley told a funny story on Graham Norton I, I saw a clip of it the other day about how someone had picked her for a role I can't remember which role it was and and someone behind the scenes had said oh no I'm not sure if she'll be right I think she's too pretty so they had a meeting before filming started just to make sure she was right and as soon as he met her he went actually no yeah you'll be fine <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like, well, at least I get some money out of this insult that you just. I tell you who I do like. Do like Morgan Freeman. Mm. I think he's very good. Yeah. Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Oh my God, Bradley Cooper is a dream. But he's actually a good actor, though. Oh I yeah. As well as being very easy on the eye. Very easy on the eye. And do you know what? Weirdly, the thing I fancy him the most in is the one he's just done with Lady Gaga. Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> he plays like a drunk yeah. Gaga. Yeah. Like, yeah. So fit in that. <laughs> thanks for joining us today oh no no problem thank you very much for having me on always up for chatting about film do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself what you do yeah so uh, my name is damien greco and in my day jobs because i've got very many hats that i like to wear in the city and my day jobs uh, i work in events marketing so and when i'm not singing the praises of the events that are on in the city i also do my hearts in film so i run um, a film organization here in hull called hull independent cinema and we screen art house independent and world films in the city and i also run a cult movie night uh, called cult cinema sunday uh, and i've been doing that since 2011 and that was at fruit if you guys i'm sure you remember fruit on Humber Street, which again is now redeveloped and reborn as social. So I'm hopefully bringing that night back soon to social as well. So yeah, I'm all about culture, art and events marketing effectively. That's kind of my bag. Brilliant. Can you tell us a bit more about Hull Independent Cinema? Yeah, absolutely. So we've been operating since 2014 and we're a, an organisation that's, we're, we're a volunteer run charitable organisation. So our remit is basically Hull doesn't have an independent what you class as an independent cinema. So if you go to like Leeds, Sheffield, Manchester, you've got a mixture of views and, and cine worlds, and then you'll have a really kind of indie boutique kind of, I would say a bit of a cooler type venue that you can go and hang out and the type of films that they'll show will be a bit alternative, a bit different. That's where you'll see your foreign language or you may see some like retrospective titles and it'll have a great bar and a nice food offer. And unfortunately, Hull doesn't have one of those in the city. So those types of films that you wouldn't necessarily see here on the big screens in the in the commercial cinemas it's our mission to put those into the eyeballs of people in Hull so since 2014 we've sort of been I've been I lead on programming and marketing so we the team and I we've been putting together these really great bespoke packages of three-month film seasons and we've been screening them in different venues in the city and we started really small so we used to do uh, 50 seats in the top floor of Artlink on Princess Avenue. And that was just like a pop-up screening with a, a Blu-ray player and a projector. And we've kind of grown our brand and grown our audiences for the last, what's that, like six years now, seven years. And now we work with organizations like Hull Truck Theatre and we we also use View Cinema. So we're hosting successful, large-scale, sold-out screenings of these kind of new, thought-provoking indie films. And am I right in thinking, Damien, that volunteers we are all volunteers yeah so there's a team of six of us we all work full-time roles and then for the love of cinema and for the love of you know trying to fill this gap in the city this this niche that there is where no one else is putting this content on we all banded together and we work you know at home in the hours that we can and yeah we've just built that brand up and, and worked we we ended up being the film delivery partner in the city of culture year so we worked with the city of culture team and we also created the whole film festival which we now run annually or in 2017 we had a large out 
outdoor screening at stage at the dock just across the road from your offices uh, at the bottom of Humber Street. And we screened La La Land outdoors and oh, we had yeah. Kingston Swing dancing and gin bar and ice cream. It's great. No doubt heavily impacted by the pandemic then. So there's been nothing for the last year. It's weird. You guys obviously asked me to come on and then I had to re-engage my film mode because film for me has been at home for the last year. It's been streaming. It's been watching it in my pajamas <laughs> for, for me especially like my, my love of like cult movies and my cult cinema night especially that brand it's all about that communal experience of watching a film with an audience on a big screen and that you know laughing along with people or being shocked at something you know in a horror film and things like that and yeah the last year's just been crazy sadly all the cinemas have been intermittently open and then closed again all the big movies you were looking forward to see have been delayed like James Bond and things like that and it's been really tough to go I, I went to the cinema during the last year for the first time in the sort of when we were unlocked for a bit then we went back into lockdown and there was just two of us in the cinema and it was empty but it, it was quite like emotional to once the, the lights came on on the screen and the sound kicked in and for me that's like I felt like I'd come back home and I missed Aww. it so long seeing it on that big screen I don't know how you guys feel what do you are you do you bothered about a film experience like that do you value that as a big screen experience or you could you just go I'll watch it on my phone I'm not bothered oh god I could never I couldn't, watch one on my phone I couldn't watch it on my phone but I do question the future of cinema though because I think people have now got used to and, and there is so much content available in your living room now and I do wonder if cinemas are going to have to reposition or certainly change their proposition because I think the cinema you know the days of going to the cinema in the past where it was an event an experience I think people are going to question the value of doing that now so I think they need to really I don't know what you think Damien but I think I, I 100% agree I think it's especially for us like our our arena is come to the cinema and watch a film you can't see anywhere else mm. and now all those films have massively moved on to especially indie films and lower budget films have moved on to streaming things like BFI player Amazon Prime you know iTunes the Apple TV rentals so we we do try to to push to the forefront the experience of of being communal with another with with audiences people that you do know people that you don't know and trying to give other elements to the offer be it a, a pre-show q a a skype q a with someone like the director or a star because yeah. that added value is really important i think especially with you know people's people's time and money is very precious but i agree i'm i'd be interested to see how the big studios move forward with their releases there's a streaming service in the us which hasn't hit the uk yet it's uh, it's called hbo max and they're traditionally a tv platform so they announced they were going to release all of their a certain studios films i think it was warner brothers that for 2021 all of their films would hit streaming the same day as theatrical release right. yeah it caused a really big kind of ruffle lots of feathers with yeah. certain directors like christopher nolan and he didn't agree with it but backtrack now and said oh actually we're, we're not going to release it same day it's going to be like maybe three months later like there's always going to be though like there's nothing like my favorite thing in the world is well not in the world but like one of my favorite things is going to the cinema and watching something like you just said James Bond or like a massive you know where like you've got to be it's like the huge screen and the sound system and you want to be in the middle of the seat so you get the best sound like I'll, there's nothing like being at home will never deliver that even if you have an amazing sound system and a massive telly you know it's date night and you get to the smell of the popcorn and like all of that like I would never not do that because it's easier to 
to being my home because it's all part of the experience. I suppose the more cinemas can like ramp that up and then add that added value. One of the funniest things going to the cinema in America yeah. because the audience get so vocal and you know like shout at the screen or like oh my god yeah, like, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a live event. I don't know if I'd like that because I hate anyone making noise and disturbing yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> in front of me rattling anything. But they'll scream yeah. and like shout at the at the movie. But then if somebody's rattling a quiz packet, they'll be like, "Hey, dude!" Like you know, <laughs> I can't hear the movie. And then the next minute, they're shouting at the screen. I think because Brits are too polite to ever take the live cinema to that level. But um... you guys say that. However, I'm just saying Anita said she's not. We wouldn't be into shouting out. There's one key film that I screen at Cult Cinema Sunday, and I was really proud to be the first be- the first person to to screen it in the city. So you might have heard of it. It's a film called The Room. It's championed as the worst film ever made. And it's basically built up this notorious cult over the years since it was released. And it's all about, it's a participatory film, a bit like the classic Rocky Horror Picture Show where there's audience participation. The whole film is just so terrible and laughable. I give out a little sheet to customers that has the the rules of the film and what you have to shout out at certain points. When there's a gratuitously bad sex scene, you get your lighter out. There's a really (laughs) weird thing where in the background of the film, there's framed, someone said to the set director, go out and get some framed pictures to put in the background. And they just bought some stock frames and the picture that was in the stock frames was just a picture of a a teaspoon. And they didn't bother taking those pictures out and replacing them with pictures of real people like you'd have in your house. So in the background of the film, there's all these pictures of just spoons everywhere. (laughs) While you're watching the film, whenever you see one of the spoons in the background of the scene, that could be an intense drama. It's a, it's a romance drama, the film. You have plastic spoons that you get given in the screen and you have to shout out spoon as loud as possible and then throw the spoons at the screen. So this becomes this big hailstorm of spoons flies over your head and hits the screen and then you have to go and scoop up the spoons and get ready for the next time. When we're safe to do so, we will be doing that at social. Don't want to be sat in the front row hurtling a load of spoons in the cinema. Well, maybe you do. <laughs> so, Damien, we, we started this uh, podcast talking about the Oscars. Is it next week, week after? I don't know the date. 25th of April. What's in store for us, do you think? Is it going to be an actual physical event or is it going to be on screen what's happening award ceremonies have, have naturally as most of us have done have shifted to you know online and zoom so we've had the baftas and we've had the screen actors guild awards and they've all been ceremonies that have been a mixture of all of the talent are on zoom slash there is an award ceremony in a, in a weirdly empty environment where the hosts come out on screen onto stage and present as if it's just a normal award ceremony and then it cuts to a screen with everyone's little zoom faces so the oscars are doing a similar thing where there's going to be a mixture of a a safe and secure multiple locations there's one in the uk a couple in in america in in hollywood and they're going to perform a a live ceremony where there will be talent on stage who will present the awards but then all of the nominees are all via zoom if they can't make it it's a bit of both then really a bit of a hybrid event yeah i watched you know the baftas and it's this weird world we're living with the slight audio delay and the jittery video and various quality cameras and stuff so i think it just is what it is but it it adds i think it humanizes a lot of these big Mm pedestal stars it just makes me laugh that they're like glammed up to the nines but you know they're literally sat in their living room like all glammed up it's It's a shame for the winners though isn't it i mean 
winning yeah. an Oscar is the whole thing. It's been there to collect it. And I think there's been so many famous, iconic Oscar moments over the years, famous speeches, mishaps, pranks, and that's kind of lost this year. You know, because a lot of like the big films have been delayed, like James Bond and probably a load of others. Has it kind of get shone a bit of a light on the independence a little bit? I think James Bond would have won an Oscar. <laughs> probably in the technical awards, like best, best special effects or sound or something like that. But I think everyone's just been keen for content. So there has been smaller films that have been able to shine this year. And I think that's reflected in the Oscar nominations. There's quite, I was really pleased to see quite a few what I would class as indie films that are, are up for Oscars this year compared to sort of the more traditional. Who are you happiest to see on the nominations list or which films are you? are you happiest to see there? My key film there's a film that's up for various awards acting best film it's called Sound of Metal and it's a film that's just hit Amazon Prime in the UK this week so if you subscribe to that service please do give it a watch and it's a it's a drama about a heavy metal drummer he's in a two piece band that's touring America and he unexpectedly loses his hearing and he starts to sort of suffer from hearing loss and then he fully loses his hearing and he has to basically traverse this with his tour, his girlfriends in the band with him and he has to traverse the world of learning about how to basically deal with this as a as, as a thing a life-changing thing he goes to a, a sort of communal uh, new home where he learns sign language and he learns all about the deaf community so it's this amazing mix of kind of like rock music romance drama and kind of thought-provoking is this the Riz Ahmed film is yeah it is yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, and Riz Ahmed is, is the lead in it, who's an amazing British actor. I'm going to watch that this weekend. I've just Googled it. It's got 7.8 on IMDb. <laughs> what, more than recommendations? <laughs> oh, come more on. On the subject of recommendations, then, shall we pause with pace? So, yeah, as it's Oscar season, we want to leave you with some film and TV recommendations that provide you with a bit of escapism. So let's start with the expert. Damien, have you got any recommendations for our listeners? So I thought we could all do with a bit of cheer and some humour. And keep, I'm keeping it kind of timely. So my recommendation, it's just hit Amazon Prime in the UK. Uh, it's called Palm Springs. And it's a romance comedy with a, a twist because I feel we've all been living in Groundhog Day basically for the last year. Been reliving the same day over and over again, pretty much to some extent. So Palm Springs is a quirky indie romance. And it's about a couple who go to a friend's wedding and they get stuck in a time loop. So this wedding day keeps repeating over and over again. Oh, it sounds like <laughs> this mismatched boy and girl meet hate each other and then slowly have to try and work out how to try and get out of this stuck day while slowly falling in love uh, sounds good. oh very good anita I was trying to have a think about movies and again I'm struggling with the title so I came up with a um, it's a series so it stars Billy Bob Thornton I think it's on Amazon again Amazon Prime it's called Goliath which I think is worth a watch it's, he's a, a disgraced lawyer and he takes on big corporate America um, but it's good I think I enjoy that um, and if you're into sport there's a fly on the wall documentary on Amazon Prime called All or Nothing which is behind the scenes of different sports teams which is very good if you're into sport as well that sounds good my um, recommendation is the one I've already mentioned which is Peanut Butter Falcon I just love it it's such a feel like good movie and just ah, oh, just what could watch it over and over and I've encouraged all my friends to watch it and they've all watched it and all said that was such a good movie can't help but just feel really good when you've watched it 
just oh I don't I can't watch anything with too much pressure or suspense or anger at the moment and it's called Blinded by the Light it's Blinded on Netflix by the lights. <laughs> yeah every time I say that uh, that happens and it is about it's about a young boy who lives in Luton in the 80s and he's from a very traditional Pakistani family and he discovers the music of Bruce Springsteen and oh, really connects yes. with it and him and his friends go on this journey uh, to America and discover all about the boss. And he is just brilliant. Adam's very watched good. that. And I'm ashamed to say I don't like Bruce Springsteen. So um, oh, not one for you then. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. It was very funny. Yeah. Well, I've got all of those up on my Google and I'm going to watch all of them. And then yeah. it's really yeah. Definitely going to watch Palm Springs. I love a good recommendation. We're going to be glued to our screen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks ever so much for joining us today, Damien. No worries. Thanks for having me. So that brings us to the end of our April Pace of Mind. As always, if you'd like to contact us, please contact us via our social channels. Or if you've got any questions or any suggestions for who you'd like us to talk to or any topics, please let us know. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Kaz. Lovely to see you in person in the office. And we'll look forward to talking to you all again next month. Bye. Bye. Bye.